0: Why, oh why is everyone so angry? The other day I was trying to order a pizza, not exactly earth-shattering stuff. but I noticed the local pizza place that I appreciate. I've gone in, I've visited with the owner and uh, his buddy who works there and they you know his younger friend is the one who does the technology piece, big surprise. Well, they have a website. Now, if you've ever ordered pizza in your life, you know that what you're looking for when you go to a website that is for a pizza store, the thing you're looking for is a giant button that says, order pizza. And magically, pizza should appear at your door in moments. That's what we want. A button that says, push here, and pizza shows up. Doesn't seem like that big a deal, right? Well, the other day... I went to go and order my pizza, and I found that their website was not built this way. And so I had occasion to go over to their shop to place my order. And when we were discussing it, the thing that happens is the thing that always happens is exactly what happened. They defended their website. What are you talking about? It's not hard. Okay, look, I'm trying to explain to you that I'm a dummy, and I want one thing a big red buy pizza here button. No, it's easy. You have to stop. You've already had to go in and explain it to me. We've already not succeeded here. There is a possibility that one of the reasons we're so angry all the time is that we are not being listened to, or at least we feel like we're not being listened to. Could it be, however, that what we really are is not able to articulate our thoughts, as well as we like to believe. I am a frustrated filmmaker. I started out with an idea, as I mentioned in an earlier podcast, and I wanted to be able to express it to other people. Not because someone came and asked my opinion, but because I thought I had a gift that I could share. Isn't that lovely? You know, (laughs) that's so conceited sounding too is, oh, look, this this guy thinks he knows something. And that's the problem. If we all knew something and we all had the right thing to share and we knew how to do it, don't you think we would already have done it by now? But that's not the point. We have to learn how to communicate so we can discover someone else's cool idea so we can hopefully tell them that it's a good idea. And maybe they'll make some more. We'll call it Firefly, we'll call it any number of things, but you have to have someone who has enough gumption to take a concept and say, this is cool, I'm going to run with it. All right, so what does this have to do with pizza? Why is everybody so angry? Because we feel we're not able to communicate clearly. My earlier experiences as a frustrated filmmaker, because i When I thought I was explaining how the scene should go, my actors, my crew, the folks who had volunteered to help with my madness, they would ask what I meant. And they said, we need storyboards. And when I was younger, storyboards made no sense whatsoever. Why should I take all this time... To write down the thing that's in my head when I can just tell you, wouldn't that be so much easier? I'm just gonna, just gonna share it with you straight up and then you'll go do it. How easy is that? Well, apparently that's incredibly hard and even harder to do without storyboards. Cause if you don't have an agreed upon vision to follow, there's no way the thing that's in your head is going to be the thing that's in anyone else's head anyone else's. So that means that as a coworker friend of mine put it, if we talk about an apple and I said, oh yes, think of an apple. What color was the apple that came into your head? His example was that his was yellow and mine might be red. And who knows? There are so many variations. You get the idea. So here we are. If I have an idea for a video or a sketch and I tell you One where we slip and fall on a banana peel. Our ideas are going to be different, how it should look, how the sound goes, the lighting, all of the details are different because all of our experiences are naturally different. This brings me to the Why Are We So Angry edition for work. Engineers, I have had occasion to meet some incredibly intelligent people who are very rigid in their communication of concepts because they have learned about standards, formats. It's intended to be a framework, as far as I can tell, for standards-based communication. Hey, just kind of like in science fiction movies, they like to throw that music is the universal language or math. Take your pick. I'm not trying to be that specific. It's just an example. The point is, when folks try to find a common language to use, the problem is, is that if you try to share that with someone who isn't from, who doesn't speak that language, so the engineer I was speaking to said, "Well, this is the common stuff. This is it. It's this is the nomenclature. This is the format. Everyone should understand this. Yes, that's beautiful. If you are all engineers, it turns out." many of your audience members and stakeholders are not going to be. And they have no idea what those standards are. They don't know them. It's not important to them. All they want to know is why is this open or failing or broken and how can we fix it? And can we do it for cheap or at least affordable? And oh, by the way, is there any way that it can automatically bring me coffee? Something along those lines. What I'm Finding is that I almost wish that everyone had to take an art class or two or three. Because if you've ever had to go and present a piece of art from a class for critique, one of the things you learn is that your piece has to stand alone by itself all the time. So, we get used to the idea of saying, oh, no, no, no. See, what has to happen is, but you're not going to be there. Chances are, the art is going to be on the wall with a little index card-sized thing next to it, and that's the only accompaniment that will be available, unless you plan on standing next to your piece that you've finished and explaining it to every passerby. It's just not feasible. So, Art classes can be a valuable way to learn about how to structure your display. How are you going to get your message across to people? It makes you think about what they're going to have access to. If it's only the 16 by 20 poster size print mounted to the wall of your butter sculpture, then they're going to be wondering, why is it butter? Why is it a sculpture? What is it supposed to mean? And only you know that you had unsalted butter and wasn't that funny. I'm not sure why that's funny. It's just a point that the details are only important to the person making the presentation. It's not going to be necessarily received as a specific message by your audience. So it's important to consider what are they thinking? What kinds of shoes are they wearing? Because if you can put yourself in those shoes, figuratively speaking, it's a better shot that we're going to be able to communicate clearly to those people. And I myself fall victim to this so often it's frustrating. It's one of the reasons why I'm angry. Because I'm having trouble communicating clearly. People expect four words to speak an entire book. And it's just not that easy. How do you reduce all? all of these thoughts, all of this peripheral concept stuff in the background, and turn it all into push button here for pizza. The answer is you make it that straightforward to begin with. Some concepts are more complicated than others, so it's not so easy to make a simple button that says push here. In many situations, we get so wrapped up in the details we lose sight, or rather, it's easy to lose sight of the bigger picture. In those cases, it's important to slow down and take a break. When I was younger, I thought for sure, one and done at the keyboard was my mantra. I would go to write a paper for class, and I would say, what's the idea in my head? I'd spit out an outline, I'd go back, I'd fill it in, Call it done and turn in the paper. And guess what happened when I reached college? I got a huge wake-up call, because where I was going to school, there wasn't as much scrutiny as they placed on the writing as when you got to the next level higher. I'm, of course, calling uh, high school to college the next level. Yours may be different. The point is, is that if someone is taking the writing content very seriously— it's highly likely that there will have to be iterative, uh, excuse me, an iterative approach will nece- be necessary when writing documents of any kind, because the first cut is very likely not the last. It takes time to think things through. I had a summer class once that was an introduction to modern philosophy. The class was three hours long every day during the weekdays and the professor opened the class by telling us he thought it was a waste of time to offer a summer class in philosophy. P.S. The exams will be open book and at least two hours long. You have five weeks for the entire semester, and at the end of it you will either pass or fail, and you will get a grade. Now, it isn't just you know, PF, there were actual variables in there. We had to meet up at a local restaurant every day after class for at least an hour or two to get the concepts talked through between a group of five or more of us. That open book would do you no good. If you're an in InfoSec, it's like having the open book exam at the end of a SANS course. When you go to sit for the exam, you can have all five of those spiral-bound books next to you, but if you don't know exactly where everything is, you will run yourself ragged trying to find everything and get the right thing in the exam book. I can tell you that from experience, and it's not fun. So it's much better to build your index for those SANS exams, and if you're doing a philosophy class in the summer, be prepared to have lots of extracurricular conversations to work out really what Hobbes and Locke were talking about, or whatever your topic. Because there are certain things you cannot just blast through. It takes time to digest them. Otherwise, an all-you-can-eat buffet would really be that. But it's not all you should eat. It's all you will eat. That doesn't mean you can digest it. That's why people have reflux issues, among others. Very bad analogies aside, there are challenges to digesting that much information, and we get frustrated and angry trying to communicate it to other people over and over again. I have a co-worker who was very frustrated because he made a document. This document was a single-slide presentation about a process. This process was accurate in its description and explained how from point A to point B and all the way around the chart, you could build this process and it would flow and it would make sense. And no one paid any attention for months. He would trot it back out at meetings and say, this is what we need and over again. This is what we're going to need to do. And people would say, that seems interesting. And it didn't matter. Flash forward about six months. He's at a meeting with a group of people and he happens to have it. And someone says, you know, it would be great if we had a documented process for this. And he says, oh no, I have it. And pulls this same exact presentation slide out. At that moment, it was the most important thing in the room. Everybody sat up and took notice, and it was suddenly the thing we had to do. He said, but I've had this for a long time. And that brings around the cycle problem. It becomes very disheartening to see things happen over and over again, just like the pen testers who go in and don't see progress when they go and have to repeat their evaluation of a site or a risk assessment or a full-on pen test, and document the same issues over and over again, year after year, all because the cycle is not broken. They're looking for the cycle to be broken. Something different should happen. Someone should have documented, taken steps, made an action plan, done something to indicate that what they had provided Was of value. This is one of those primary leading to burnout things where people ride other people so hard into the dirt, they just run out of steam. And that's why we're angry, because we expect new or different or better results by performing the same action year over year or becoming frustrated because of it. How do we break the cycle? Well, we're going to have to have help from someone, and it may not be us. It may not be our co-workers or buddies. It may be that there are extra steps that will have to be made in order to get momentum happening. Realize, in the days of yore, many artists who are now seen as amazing creative people and their paintings and art pieces go for huge sums of money— died penniless because their work was not appreciated in the time that it was intended to be. So what you're seeing is the same problem, in my opinion, as the five-week philosophy course. At some point, digestion has to take place. So if you have the greatest idea ever and people aren't ready to hear it, or it's just not lining up with the market at the time. It's entirely possible you do have a hit, but no one is available right now to pay it any attention, the attention it deserves, and you'll have to circle back around and try again. You see it happen all the time at work. We're going to take a moment out to go and do this exercise together, people, and cue the folks who start to naysay and You know, they they sigh and they exhale and just, oh my gosh, they're exasperated because we're doing another one of these exams, we're doing another one of these exercises, haven't we done enough of these these things, these icebreakers, whatever you want to call them? And the answer is, maybe not. It all depends. If it turns out that management still isn't seeing what they're hoping for, maybe they need a different storyboard, or maybe they need to reconsult it. But whatever it is, if we, the workers, or the managers, are not meeting the expectations of those above or below, and we're trying to hold one another accountable, we owe it to ourselves and to one another to try and figure out what that storyboard looks like. Sometimes it's called a table of responsibility. Knowing what's expected of you, above and below. Setting expectations as opposed to just guessing or estimating and hoping for the best. We often find that in our frustration we don't think very clearly, and that's because we get too close to things, myself included. Very recently I found myself saying, Wow, didn't we just do this? Why am I being made to do this again? Which brings me back to the pizza story, because I went and talked to the guys about the way their pizza website worked. And they said, well, we're going to start doing delivery in the next week or so. It would be great if that would work, I said. And they said, no, no, we're going to make it happen. I said, but the website, it's still hard. And he said, it's not that bad. And so I left it alone and I went on my way. And this last weekend, I attempted to order a pizza. Needless to say, that when you're a tech person, sometimes you start making screenshots and writing notes down, and then you attempt to bring this to the people who you think can affect change. Needless to say, I walked in the door of the pizza shop, and the owner was looking at me, making a funny face and saying, oh, you're in trouble. And I had to laugh. And I said, how am I in trouble? What did I do? Now, It turns out that I had taken screenshots with timestamps and indications to help revise the process. He said, it's like you're our personal tech support. And I said, well, that's it. I can't come here anymore. There's no way I can continue to do this because unless I'm getting paid by the slice, this is not worth my investment, even though I really do want to see these guys succeed. They're really good people and, and I hope for the best for them, honestly. What they don't know is that I was so wound up because all I wanted to do was order a silly pizza and have it show up. Instead, I had to find pants. You heard me. I had to go look for pants and then go drive to the store and explain myself. Now, in my frustration and saying, why am I so upset? It was because something that should have been simple, in my estimation, was not because I followed their instructions, and even though I had logged in and attempted to use the website the way they described it, the resulting system did not work. When I attempted to make a payment online, it didn't go through. I've now tried multiple times. I've lost my patience, and I got in the car behind the wheel while I was still frustrated like that. This caused me to start driving and, and almost pull, well, actually, I cut off someone as I was turning to leave the neighborhood. They locked eyes with me as we passed one another, and he gave me that look that let me know I had made a mistake. After I shrugged my shoulders and tried to shake it off and realized I should slow down a little bit, I turned the corner heading up the hill, and I see a gentleman walking on the sidewalk, waving his arms wildly above his head, gesturing, yelling at no one. I didn't see any Bluetooth headset. There was no one walking along with this person, and frankly, if you'd been on the sidewalk, I think you'd have gone around them. We lock eyes as I'm driving up the hill, because there's no one else on the sidewalk and no one coming at me, so I naturally am drawn to this person waving their arms on the side of the road, who locks eyes with me, and as I'm driving by at over 20 miles an hour, spits on my car and hits it. Now this is shocking to me. I don't often have someone choose to just spit on me or my vehicle, but it just caught me off guard with why are we so angry, all of us? And it hit me. Maybe we're all angry. Maybe we're all upset all of the time. What is it that makes us so wound up? Is it that no one's willing to listen? Is it that people listen, but as my parents used to say, you don't hear, goes in one ear and out the other? Do we truly take the time to interpret the messages that are being thrown at us, that are bombarding us at every turn? Maybe not well enough. Maybe there's room for improvement and we should admit it to ourselves. And if we took that time, maybe we would be less upset. Maybe the engineer would be able to more easily communicate to their audience so that there was less tech speak on the slide and more value to those who are the stakeholders, because if their eyes get glazed over, we're not getting anywhere. And no negativity is honestly meant expended at the engineer or at the business person who's trying to understand them. It's really about moving the needle, isn't it? It's about finding a way to make it easier to order the pizza, in my analogy that I'm beating to death here. I want to see it to be easier. I want it to be as simple as, oh, don't worry about all the complex negotiations. It should be as easy as, I want one of those with some of this on it, and I would like to pay now, please. Oh, give me your address and we'll bring it to you. It seems a simple enough contract, and yet it's so complex, it takes a major corporation or two to do it. And even still, According to other people I've spoken to, it's not so easy. Now imagine trying to do the same thing, but across multiple people, on teams you don't speak to directly, and wonder why everyone's upset. So how do we take a step back and think? How do we make that time for ourselves? We have to. Jack Daniel, in the information security community, has given more than a few presentations on the risk of burnout. And I can think of nothing more important than taking time out to collect yourself and not get so upset that you burn out and give up. That is a way of a path, excuse me, that is a pathway that leads to destruction, personal and otherwise. We have value to add, even if other people aren't necessarily listening today, it is important enough that we keep trying to communicate with the hope that we can eventually get them to start hearing. But maybe that means having to change the approach and treat it like that art project. How can this thing, if left alone by itself, if someone were to stumble across it, how clear does that message have to be? Well, look, guy who's just screaming into a microphone, I don't have that kind of time. Well, I bet if it's that important, it's going to eat at you anyway. No, not that you need to improve it, but that the way you can communicate is going to work itself over in your mind. And maybe it's time to ask for help, because that's what's going to get things moving forward. And if it's a valuable enough thing, it'll be worth it. So we're all angry because we're all trying to communicate in one way or another, and we don't feel we're being heard. Maybe it's time to relook at our storyboard and see what it is we're trying to say. And maybe that sketch will help us work through some of the questions that are out there. Either way, I hope you are being heard. And I thank you for listening to this ranty little podcast that's so self indulgent and I appreciate your time and your willingness to listen. If you'd like to reach out, you can find me on Twitter and Reddit as Sciatic Nerd. Thank you very much and have a good day.